comes not except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you might have and enjoy life, life in abundance until it overflows. Discover how to live the abundance life in Christ through the ministry of Pastor Oseyao Afuakwa. Pastor Afuakwa is the general overseer of Faith House Charismatic Chapel International, a thriving ministry in Kumasi, Ghana. God has commissioned him to preach and teach the word of faith for people to know God better, live life better, and impact their world better. Get set for an empowerment that will enable you to live a life of all-round victory, success, and limitless prosperity. God bless you as you listen. Somebody say, walking in love. Yeah, walking in love. Ephesians 5, verse 1 and 2, walking in the love. Since you are God's children, let's read it together, one go. Since you are God's children. Uh Your life must be controlled by love. Love is? Love is? It does not? It does not? It is not? Do we go ahead or we stay here? Should we go or should we stay here? This is where we are. Praise God. In our love journey, this is where we are. Praise God. Love is not proud. Love is not proud because pride is a cancer. It destroys from within. The Bible said, a haughty spirit goes before a fall. Anywhere somebody falls, there was a spirit that was working. Before the fall, a haughty spirit goes before fall. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. That's Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18. Proverbs 16 18. Pride goes. Somebody say pride goes. If you don't want to be destroyed, pride should not go ahead of you. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't let pride go ahead of you. Don't enter into the marriage with pride. As if you are, help, you are favoring the man to marry him. Yeah. There are some women where you marry them, they, they make you feel like you should count yourself uh, lucky. Just say, If you look at myself, if I had taken my time, if not that, pastor added his voice. You, pa. Praise God. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before fall. You see, I told you earlier on this series that the major reason why pride is dangerous is because everybody who becomes somebody in life becomes whoever they become. Through the assistance of God. Through what? The assistance of God. So every human being who wants to achieve anything in life, you need the assistance of God. But the man who works in pride, God does not assist him. He resists him. God is the principal opponent of the proud. That's the principal opponent. Satan doesn't come in. Witches don't come in. When somebody is proud, God steps into the matter and deals with the person himself. So in the book of Leviticus 26, verse 19 to 20. Leviticus. He says, and I will break the pride of your power. And I will make your heaven as iron and your earth as brass. 
This is the worst place anybody can live. Now, listen. You can be in the U.S. and your heaven is brass. And your, your heaven is iron and your earth is brass. Any part of the world at all. There is no part of the world that don't depend on heaven. David said, I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. He was a king, um, a warrior. He had everything at his disposal. Do you know that no matter which continent of the world you live in, if God decides that he's going to keep you in darkness for the next 48 hours, everywhere will be dark. Yeah. You have the most stable. Doom so has never happened in your country before. But God can give you, he can bring the cloud down. And for the next one week, there will be light in, in the brightest of nations on the earth. That's why humility before God is principal. And it's important that we appreciate that God does not take the issue of pride for granted at all. Satan wants to destroy you and he imparts to you his gift of pride because Satan is the principal architect of pride. He gives it to people. If he wants to destroy you and he doesn't want to do it himself, but he wants God to come in because he knows that if God be for us, who can be against us? Now, so Satan knows that if God is for you, even he, Satan, cannot stand against you. So if he can provoke God to be against you, then you are gone. And the cheapest way he does it is through pride. Pride. So we started examining the diagnosis of pride. How do we diagnose pride? Because essentially of a heart. But there are certain characteristic features that will let you know pride is at work in your life. In the book of Matthew chapter 7 and the verse number 20, he said, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. You can identify people, in the New Living Translation, you can identify people by their actions. How many of you saw the drama? You saw the drama? What a blessing. Let's put our hands together for the drama. What a blessing. What a blessing. Beautiful drama. You could identify. She was evangelism head in her church. Everybody knew that this is supposed to be an Ojasio's sister. But the moment her action began to show, said this one is an Italian suit, not a monkey jacket. <laughs> Praise God. How do we diagnose pride? We said... A proud person does not acknowledge the contribution of God or others in their success story. When someone is proud, you can't trace their beginning. They lose track of it. They don't want you to know where they started from. When they talk to you, you think that they have never seen red earth before. Praise God. They live on another world. Let them meet somebody in the valley. Greet them. Descend from your tazi and greet them. It's as if your hand has been dipped in, uh, in uh, excuse me, shit. Our people, when they are greeting you, uh, you don't deserve their, their full hand. Now, saying in the first service, the only thing that can even stop your hand, where even people are willing to greet you and you can't even lift it, just one stroke. One stroke. One of the nerves, God just decided to suspend it like this. And all of a sudden, you see, they, they want to greet you, but you are doing that. They, they want to greet. You really want to greet. That's why you need to humble yourself. Pride destroys people. For anybody to become anything in life, you need God. Somebody say, you need God. No, 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 no. You need God. You need God. The book of Nezah spoke and said, See this great Babylon, Daniel 4, 32, that I have built by the might of my power. 
30. Is this great Babylon I have built for the kingdom, for the house of my kingdom, by the might of my power, and for the honor of my majesty? God's place was not acknowledged. The other people who contributed to it was not acknowledged. Praise God. No single individual can build a great organization. If you are looking for smaller businesses, you are, they are usually run by one person. Smaller businesses. Any small thing. Very few people do small things. If you must have anything great, a lot of people must be involved. Go to a great church, there are a lot of people involved. Go to a great business, there are a lot of people involved. But when you are proud, you cannot even connect with people. You speak to people as if they are trash. So nobody wants to be around you. Nobody. Nobody. And I said that the greatest factor in any success story is God. Somebody said the greatest factor. Yeah, it's not your intelligence. Oh, media, you know, if you are here too, we were, we were brought up well. My father was loaded. <laughs> that's not the greatest factor. That's, that's not, it's far from being the greatest factor. Because the greatest factor is the beginning. Life is the beginning of everything. If you have a dream, what you need to accomplish that dream is life. If you have money, what you need to chop the money is life. If you have a family, what you need to enjoy the family is life. And the ultimate giver of life is God himself. If he doesn't give you life, you have no place to assess anything. Praise God. So learn to appreciate people. Somebody say learn to appreciate people. Learn to appreciate people. Learn to connect with people. Don't use people. Value people. Be a blessing to people. Yeah. Value people. Value people. Value people. Nebuchadnezzar said, let's, let's read this scripture. 2 Chronicles 26, verse 5 to 15. And he sought God during the day. 2 Chronicles, please. 26, verse 5 to 15. The New International Version. And he sought God during the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. As long as he sought the Lord, God gave him success. Read the verse 6 with me. One go. Uh-huh. 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 Yes. Seven. God. Who helped him? Against there. Against there. Against there. Those who live where? Uh-huh. You see, you are struggling. That's how we struggle to this. this. Go to verse 8. The Ammonite brought tribute to Uzziah. And his fame did what? Because he had become very powerful. May God make you very powerful. May our church become very powerful. May your business become very powerful. May your children become very powerful. Verse 9. It says, Uzziah built towers. Let's go. Corner gate. At the valley gate. And at the angle of the wall, and he fortified them. Go ahead. He also built towers in the desert and that many cisterns because he had much livestock. May you have much livestock. In the foothills and in the plain, he had people working in his fields, vineyards in the hills and in the fertile lands, for he loved the soil. <laughs> Verse 11. Uzziah trained army. One of the royal officials. 11, 12. The total number of... Were over... Good. 
13. Under their command. Ay, 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 ay. Amazing. Verse 14. Shields, spears, coats of armor for the entire army. And verse 15. In Jerusalem. Ah. Far and wide. He was greatly what? He was greatly assisted. Greatly assisted. Greatly assisted. You know why he was greatly assisted? Because he was humble. Very humble. When you go to the next verse, his, uh, his downfall began. But after Uzziah became powerful, his pride. You see? So before he became very powerful, humility was a thing. But when he became powerful, then pride took over. Pride took over. And we'll come back and read the manifestation of his pride. He was supposed to die a king. You know how he died? As a leper. Leper! Leper. Leper. Some people start as couple. They end as divorcees because of pride. Some people start out rich. They end up very broke because of pride. Some people start out leading great organizations. They end up losing it because of pride. He started as a king. Reigned for a long time. And died as a leper. How do you want to go? That is like uh, from gra grace to grass. His case is a worst case scenario than Nebuchadnezzar. Because Nebuchadnezzar, he, he went to the bush, but he came back. He came back to continue and finish. But this one, as a leper, banished. We'll get there. When a person is proud, he does not acknowledge. You, you don't, he doesn't connect his success to anybody. He speaks as if he's self-made. Listen, it's risky and the arrogant who say, speaks as if they are self-made. Nobody is self-made. Everybody who is made is made by God and by the serious contribution of others. Am I communicating here? This church is here because a lot of people are doing things behind and on the scene for it to work. Can somebody say an amen? amen. That's right. Anything that, anything that is working, people are working to make it work. Amen. The Bible says in the book of Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. For they have a good reward of their labor. Number two, a proud person is forgetful or ungrateful. When you meet a proud person, one of the characteristics is that they are very forgetful. When people are forgetful, they end up becoming ungrateful. And it's one major characteristic of the proud. In the book of Deuteronomy 8, verse 10 to 18, quickly, 8, verse 10 to 18. The Bible said, when you have eaten and you are full, you shall bless the Lord your God. But, yes, when thou hast eaten, New King James, when thou hast eaten and thou art full, thou shalt bless the Lord your God, who has given you a good land. Verse 11. He says, beware. Somebody say, beware. Beware. Be, beware. Beware you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandment and his judgment, which I command you today. Verse 12. He says, lest when you have eaten and you are full and have built beautiful houses and dwelt in them. 13. When your heads are multiplied and your flocks are multiplied, all that you have is multiplied. When your heart is what? When your heart is what? And you do what? Forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. May your heart not be lifted up. 
I said, may your heart not be lifted up. When your heart is lifted up, you can meet your classmate and treat him as if he's a, a, a kaya. Just because your level has changed. But what you don't know is that the, whatever you did that has brought you here, you could have also been on the other side. You know, me, that, when, when we were in school, this guy, he was not serious. So, just so, so foolish things he used to do around. That's how he's ended up like that. Praise God. But there are people who are serious. Very, very serious. They focus and finish. On the day of exam, they go blank. You could have been that one. You who are serious. And your case would have even been a worse case. When you have been serious and you end up failing. And the one who has not been serious also fails. <laughs> Whose case is the worst case? The Bible said it's not of him that will it nor him that run it. But God that showed mercy. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. When you are humble, you attribute your success to the grace of God. Sure. Do you know, you think it's easy to build a company? Eh? Go and try one. Your father and your grandfather, nobody in your family has been able to do what you are doing here. All your lineage, for the next 10 generations, nobody can ever come close to what we are doing here. When you hear somebody talk like that, eh? Start praying for him. <laughs> yeah, start praying for him because he is coming to his downfall. You will not fall down. Amen. I said you will not fall down. Amen. You will not fall down. Amen. A proud person likes to compare himself with others to establish their superiority over them. They would like to compare themselves. Who has the nicest car in this church? You are not correct. <laughs> Did we come to worship God or car? Who has the nicest and latest dress? It's not the beauty show we are coming to. Am I communicating with somebody here? That's, that's not why we are here. That's not why we are here. That's not why we are here. They like to compare themselves. And one of the things the Bible talks about, those who compare themselves. They, they are... Second, no, I will say that to you. You read it yourself. <laughs> second, second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 to... Yeah, because I don't know who is listening. Before you say, I've insulted you. No. Let's read it together. One go. But make sure you are reading some. If you don't read some. If you don't read some, it means you are proud. One go. For we dare not class ourselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves. Are not. If you are not wise, who are you? Okay. May the Lord give us wisdom. Amen. Why are you comparing yourself? Why? Why? And most of the time, people who are proud, they don't compare themselves to those who are higher than them. They compare themselves to those who are down. Because no matter how high you are, there's somebody who is higher than you. And if you know a human being is higher than you, there is a most high who is most higher than you. Am I communicating somebody? No matter how somebody is above you, you are driving this uh, uh, Fortuna and you are making noise. Listen, people are driving Lexus. Yes. Others have private jets. Yes. So you better humble yourself and let uh, uh, people pass. I'm not communicating somebody. Humble yourself. Humble yourself. You drive Mercedes. Others have customized ones. 
Others have cars that the, the dashboard is on the screen. There's no dashboard. The dashboard comes as he's driving the car, the dashboard is coming. Speedometer, and they call it hologram or something, something hologram. Yeah. And this is your car that uh, mechanics. Every two, two weeks, you are in the mechanic shop. And because we have not told, we, we, we have not come to tell you that uh, the bank is after you. You are making us feel like, listen, me, why we know you borrowed the money. I've not even finished paying. Am I communicating somebody here? Comparing yourself to establish your, your superiority. The disciples said, who is the greatest? Who is the greatest among us? That's what they said. He looked up. Who is the greatest? Who has the finest car? Who has the slandest shape? Yeah. yeah. The Bible says they're comparing themselves by themselves. All your mates, uh, all your mates, the people who started life with, see where they are. Oh, yeah, Ketrio. Listen, life is not a race. Life is in stages, and men are in sizes. Learn to live your life by your size per time. Apostle Paul said, I know how to abound and how to abase. Allow people to bring you under pressure, and young people are going through all kinds of sicknesses because they are under pressure. Pressure to impress people who will eternally be depressed no matter what you do. No matter what you do. No matter what you do. Comparing yourself with themselves. Comparing themselves. Who has the biggest church? A proud person does not listen to instruction. Yeah, when they are in church and a clear instruction goes... Put off your phone. A proud person, his phone will ring. <laughs> a proud person feels ashamed, number four. A proud person feels ashamed to celebrate, to praise and celebrate God openly and ridicules those who do so. Huh. When we were praising God, me, my eyes were closed. <laughs> but I know some people were staring. If you open your eyes to stare, you are proud. This point is for you. You are very, very proud. And the worst case was when you are in your heart, you were saying, If you said that in your heart, you are very proud. Very proud. Am I preaching to somebody here? Very proud. Very proud. Into what that form I was sorry, anyway, you are very proud. Very proud. You are very proud. Very proud. Very proud. We are, we are, we are just worshiping. One of the things that reveals a person's pride is their conduct in the presence of God. That's why. You can be anything anywhere. Let me tell you, when you come to church, you are nothing. Yeah. You are nobody. Yeah. Yeah. You are doctor, consultant. That is in the hospital. This is not a hospital. Yeah. This is not a hospital. 
When we come here, there's only one king. He's the king of kings and the lord of lords. All of us are children of the Mossad. They give you seat to sit on and you are walking as if your buttocks is gold. Nonsense. An usher is ushering you to sit and you are looking at the person as if he's not a kind of person who should be ushering you. But what kind of person are you, Seth? Are you a what? Humble yourself. You go to the washroom and you mess the place up, they draw your attention to it. As if your kind has never existed before. Humble yourself. When church, whoever you are in the world has eaten you up so much that you can't bring yourself to do anything in church. You can't join choir because oh, you're bang there. <laughs> you can't usher because you feel that ushering there is for small, small boys. You see? That's why you are, though you are 30, you are looking like 80. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're looking like that. That's why you're looking like that. Because yeah, you have made yourself so old. Let me tell you, listen. Anna was seven in the house of God and she was 84. She was seven in the house of God. When you think that you are too old to be engaged, you are too well positioned to be engaged. Listen, God can let you lose that position in a second. In a second. In a second. Herod was speaking. He said, ah, this he, ah, he spoke. He said, ah, nobody speaks like Herod. God said, eh? You are taking my glory? Herod, animals will eat you up. People must die. They must be buried, decomposed. You, you will be decomposed alive. And when you read the book of Acts chapter 12, is there. Acts chapter 12. I'm not, listen, let me show you. Some of you are looking at my face as if I'm saying something. Acts chapter 12, see it. Acts chapter 12. Acts chapter 12, verse 21. Let's read it together. And give me the version that says worms. Give me versions that says worms. Worms. The Bible says, and upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel, sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. And the people kept shouting. Be careful when the people are speaking. Yeah. When they are speaking, you come and stand here and you sing. They say, hey, hey, if you had come into this church earlier, this church would have caught something. Are you God? Those who came before you, who are they? So for the way you teach who teaches here? Now I say, heaven cry. What kind of what kind of teaching can replace the presence of God? When we are eternally living in the presence of God. So the people, this is the voice of God, not a man. Verse twenty-two, and he, 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 he verse. Then immediately, somebody said immediately. immediately. You see, pride, dear God doesn't wait. Oh. Immediate, that's one thing he doesn't wait. There are two things God responds to instantly. One is praise. The other is pride. Pee -pee. Pee -pee. Praise and pride. When praise goes from a diligent, hard feel, God responds immediately. When pride is also manifested. He cast Satan out. Satan was there all along. He said, Satan, you think that this is your job that you are doing? You think I can't get your time? Jesus was on earth. He told us the job Satan was doing, even stones can do it. 
you remember? He was a prison worship leader there. But the job he was doing, it entered his head. That he said, I will ascend and be like the most high. Ooh. Your level is stone, so what you are doing is a stone type. That's the kind of job stones can do. And now you are thinking of the most high. The one who created you. The one who gave you breath. The one who made you beautiful. You are looking at all of this. God said, hey. It has come to this. Mark them, sort him out. And they sorted him out gently. You are a beautiful woman. You see, your husband has sorted you out. Sorted you, suck you from the house. Because you can't submit. You can't humble yourself. Immediately, the Lord struck him. Because he did not give the glory to God and was eaten by what? Worms and died. You were supposed to die first, be buried before worms work on your body. This one, they ate him. And he went off. So he decomposed before he died. May that not be your testimony. Amen. When you come to church and we are praising God, get involved. If you can't get involved, go and stand somewhere. Don't, let, don't speak evil about anybody's moves. Because if you try it, God will deal with you. All through scripture, only one woman was barren for life. Her name was Mikal. And the reason why she was barren for life was because when God's hyper praise was on, she there made commentary. Yeah, she was commenting. When the praises of God is going on, she was commenting. Read, read that, read that. Let's read that. Even if I close the air, I don't mind. See that. Then David returned to bless the house and was dancing. Dancing, dancing. When you read the earlier verse, he talked about how David danced. Danced with all his might. And then verse 21, when the daughter of Saul so, said, see how you were disgracing yourself like a ballet street dancer. The message version. Message version said you were dancing like a, a street dancer. Mumuga. David replied to Maka, in God's presence I will. In God's presence I will. We come to dance. Praise God. We come to sing. We come to worship. When we are worshiping, quiet. When we are dancing, quiet. When we are, this, where are you? <laughs> it's in the cemetery they do that. Here, we sing, we praise, we worship, we dance. Can somebody give me a better amen here? That's what. If you don't want to come and do any of this, stay at home. Be watching cartoon. It's fine. But when you come here, get involved. In the presence of God, you are living blessed or cursed. Two things happen every time we appear before God. They go strength to strength. And your conduct is vital. Number four, five. A proud person finds it difficult to accept correction or rebukes. When you rebuke them, they get offended. When you rebuke them, they get angry. Peter, I said in the first service, he became the greatest apostle because of his humility. Because of what? A man who was unlettered, lit, stark literate, big time fisherman, became the greatest apostle of all times. The pillar upon which the church was born because he knew how to receive rebuke. In the book of uh, 1 Peter 5, verse 5. 1 Peter 5, 5. 1 Peter 5, 5. Likewise, you younger ones, submit yourselves one to another. Be all subject one to another and be clothed. Somebody say be clothed. Wear it as a garment. For God resisted the proud and given grace to the humble. Verse 6. Humble yourselves therefore underwear. Oh, read it. Underwear. 
If you are not reading, it means you are proud. Oh. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of that he may exalt you. Good. Now go to Matthew chapter 16 and see how his humility came to display. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. This was one of the finest moments in the ministry of Peter. When he said this, everywhere was on fire. Everywhere it was electric. The revelation that everybody needed was gone. Then Jesus said, and Jesus' also, his response was also amazing. He said, upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell. I mean, you can imagine, you have gone to a very big conference and you make a speech. I mean, several people make, are given opportunity to give a speech and you come and give your last speech. And your last speech becomes the biggest, the greatest the host of the conference picks the microphone and said, in all the years that we have run this program, nobody has ever delivered this kind of speech. Wow. You can imagine how you feel. Wow. You feel like <laughs> your legs will not be touching ground. You will be suspended in the air. Praise God. And most of the time, when people are praised and they are commended, they are happy. But when they are rebuked, they get offended. They get offended. They get offended. When you bless people, they have, but when you rebuke them, when the word of God comes and it is addressing fornication, you are living with a man who is not married to you, and you come here and he also goes to assemblies of God. And you are, you, are, you are all doing it together. When you come to church and one day pastor fires and it comes in that angle. Your pride is disturbing you. Praise God. As a pastor, I get all kinds of feedback. When the message is good for one, he comes to tell you. When it's choking, that one, they won't greet you at all. <laughs> Jesus said, Thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my chair. Go to verse 19. Verse 19, I will give you the keys. That, that took Peter on another level. But, Verse 20 and down. Change the thing. Then he commanded disciples that they should not tell anybody he was Jesus the Christ. Verse 21. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples many things. How he must go to Jerusalem and suffer. And then how he will be killed by the scribes and all of that. Verse 22. Peter. Then Peter took him. You have to be measured how you use the access you get. When pastor brings you close, let's go here. Let's go here. It doesn't mean you can say anything to pastor. <laughs> you see, I have realized that pastors, there are two kinds of pastors. Pastors who keep people very much away. Very much away. They don't, they don't, they, they won't give you, listen. And sometimes, some of them do it because that is how they are or they want you to know that, shall I'm a priest, oh yeah, ordinary person. There are some people who do it like that. Others also do it because most of the time, people don't manage the relationship they get around men of God. When you open up your heart to love somebody and to be a blessing to somebody and they become too familiar, they can just tell you anything. Praise God. And it can be very painful. But apart from the pain, it is not helpful usually for them. Peter picked Jesus. He said, Jesus, don't be... Ah. No, don't be that's, what, that's what he told Jesus. No, by the way, I, I, I can easily think that Peter will tell him because... I mean, he, and, and he was older than him. You know, he was older than him. Older than him. 
Satyana, listen, listen, Peter. You see, the last time I was telling you these things, when we are before this, you have, have to know how to talk. As for the anointing, I know you have it, but you have to. Praise God. Began to rebuke him. Far be it from you. This shall not happen to you. Now, listen, Jesus is talking about the very reason why he came on earth. And Peter, out of uh, lack of revelation, is taking him that it shall not happen. Then Jesus came down on him. He turned and told him, get behind me, Satan. I'm telling you, this, this should have ended Peter's relationship with Jesus. It would have ended it. Peter, Jesus, what's in <laughs> Let me hear you again. What do you say? Uh, I'm what? Say, 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 say what? Say what? <laughs> Jesus, me, me, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Go and find the next boat you use to preach. Go and find it. But Peter stood. Peter stood. When the praise came, he received it. When the rebuke came, he received it. On the day of Pentecost, somebody who was an illiterate preached and had 3,000 audience. On the day of Pentecost, he was baptized, filled with the Holy Ghost, and became the greatest apostle of all time. What are you talking? Humility. God resisted the proud. That's what he said. In his letter, in his older years, when he wrote a letter to the younger people, he said, I'm telling you, God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. So just it. Learn to receive correction. Learn to receive rebukes. Sometimes they come in the way you like it. Sometimes they come in the way you don't like it. But whichever way they come, if you, you see, anytime somebody rebukes you, check the heart of the person. And check the person's track record. If the person has been consistently seeking your welfare and he tells you something, it should be viewed in that light. Praise God. Anytime you, you judge a person's motive for you rightly, you are able to receive rebukes from them. But when you think that they are saying something for your disadvantage, you can't handle it. Number, a proud person exercises himself or herself in matters higher or greater than them. When someone is proud, he exercises himself in matters greater than them. Praise God. That's how a proud person is. They exercise themselves higher than matters. Look at uh, Psalm 131 verse 1. Psalm 131 verse 1. This is David speaking. He said, Lord, my heart is not haughty, okay? Nor my eyes lofty. Nor do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Somebody said, some things are too high for you. You have to understand it. Speaking in derogatory terms about your pastor, it should be too high for you. And speaking evil about one another in the body of Christ must also be too high for you. Some things are too high. But people don't know the difference. You see, it takes wisdom to know the difference between what you see, everybody must know your limitation. In life, it is not just enough to know your abilities, you must also know your limitations. Know that this is above me. Do you know Miriam became a leper because she didn't know what was above her? Moses had gone to marry an Ethiopian woman. As a Jew, he was not supposed to do it. 
And yet, God called Moses and anointed him for the task. Miriam said, ah, you think, this thing that you are doing that nobody can tell you. Me, I will tell you. After all, you are a younger brother. You are the least in this family. Yes, because God anointed you and gave you this thing, you have become this thing. You think, let me tell you, this girl you are going to marry is against the law. And when you read Numbers chapter 1, the Bible said, and the Lord heard it. God heard it. And took action. Go to Numbers 12 verse 1. Quickly. While they were in us, Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because he had married a Cushite woman. Verse 2. They said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? As he spoke speaking to her. But the Lord heard them. Listen, every time you are speaking bad things about someone, whether it's this one standing here, or the sister sitting by you, or the brother sitting by you, no, the brother may not be there to hear, but God is hearing. And if we are always mindful that God eavesdrops our every conversation, we'll be careful what we say. You see, what God hears, God also acts on it. God heard it. And look at verse 3. Now Moses, now listen, now, this is the man they are criticizing. In their opinion, Moses is a high, uh, one, one, one uh, proud guy who will not listen to anybody. God said Moses is very humble. More humble than any person on earth. This is God's opinion. So immediately, you see how God is responding. Call to Moses and Aaron. And Miriam said, go up to the tabernacle. All the three of you. So the three of them went to the tabernacle. Verse number. Then the Lord descended in the pillar of cloud and stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Miriam, he called and they stepped forward. Look at verse 6. The Lord said, now listen to me. If there were prophets among you, I, the Lord, will reveal myself in visions. I will speak to them in dreams. But my servant Moses, not so. Of all my house, he is the one I trust. Now look at verse 8. I speak to him face to face clearly. He sees. So why were you not afraid to criticize my servant Moses? Did you see that? Why were you not afraid to criticize my servant Moses? <laughs> now go to verse number 9. So the Lord was very angry with them and he departed and immediately the cloud moved and there stood Miriam. Her skin was as white as snow from leprosy. When Aaron saw what had happened, he began to plead with Moses. Moses, I beg you, please, tell this your baba to stop this thing now. <laughs> he cried to Moses, oh, master. You see, they were just telling him, small boy. Now they say, master, <laughs> you fear something. <laughs> please, don't punish us for this sin we have foolishly committed. Who, was it Moses who was punishing them? The one who called Moses stood in. Then, don't let it be like a stable. Go to verse number 12. So Moses cried out to God, but God didn't listen. That's the sad thing. God didn't listen. He listened, but he wouldn't take the punishment away. He said, Moses cried, I beg you, please heal her. Verse 14. But the Lord said to Moses, if her father had done nothing more than spit in her face, wouldn't she be defiled for seven days? So keep her outside the camp for seven days. And after that, she may be accepted. She stayed with leprosy for one week because she exercised herself in matters higher than her. Let me show you. And the, the, the thing that brought Uzziah down was because he also exercised himself in matters higher than him. When you are proud, when somebody respects someone, you will think the person fears the person. Me, I, I, and I will tell him, I will let you know that I don't fear you. I will tell you my mind. I tell people, the people who always tell their mind are the most foolish. Yeah, they are the most foolish. If you go everywhere telling your mind, the Bible says a fool uttereth all his mind, but the wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. 
The fool utters all his mind. You utter it. You utter it. Because as you are speaking in the multitude of words, your foolishness is known. Second Chronicles chapter 26, verse 15. We have already read earlier. Second Chronicles 16, verse 21. Yeah. Now, please follow this reading. You remember, we read this earlier, so I'm not going to go back, but it will continue from here. This is Uzziah. After he became mighty by God's help. But the, the strength and success went to his head. Arrogant and proud he fell. One day, please follow. Let's read together. One day, what happened? He walked into the temple of God like he owned it and took over burning incense. Yeah. He thought it was uh, an anest of his uh, palace. Came, yeah, the anest of his palace. So he came there and everybody can. You know that people come to church and they, they act as if they come to their office. They talk to people from ushers to singers and they, they treat them as if they are nobodies. But let me tell you, if even we are nobodies for you, we are somebodies before God. Yes. We are children of the Most High. Yes. Being a child of a two for, even if you are not a scholar, makes you a somebody. Yes. How much more when we have been redeemed and purchased by the blood of the Lamb? Yes. If you are clapping, do it better. <laughs> this man was doing this. The priest, Azaria, backed up by the 80 brave priests of God, tried to prevent him. 80. You know, the success he had enjoyed on the corporate field or on, in the palace, he was bringing it to the church. When he comes to church, he wanted to be treated like the CEO in his office. And the pastors told him, listen, they don't do it like that here. Here we are all children of God. Any seat at all, you should be able to sit. Now, why are president or parliamentarian? Please be seated. We have come before God. The only person we are going to do honorable, your most excellency here, is God. Praise God. So if you can't take it, they don't, you say, me, I will take over. I will let you know. Me, I I'm not only successful in business. I can also be successful in the pulpit. So step aside. They begged him like this. This man will not listen. Wait. They confronted Uzziah. You must not. You cannot do this, Uzziah. Only the Aaronite priesthood, especially consecrated for the work, are permitted to many says, Get out of God's temple. You are unfaithful and a disgrace. Look at verse 19. But Uzziah, his censor in his hand, was already in the middle of doing it and angrily rebuffed the priest. He lost his temper. Angry words were exchanged. And then, even as he quarreled, a skin disease appeared on his forehead. Leprosy. You see, immediately, that's the immediate. His forehead. Let your light so shine. Forehead. Let your light so shine. Everywhere you go, your forehead appears. Let your light so shine. Yeah, they saw it. And as soon as they saw it, the chief priest, Azaria, and the other priest got him out of the temple as fast as they could. He had it out. He knew that God then and there had given him the disease. Verse 21. Uzziah had skin disease for the rest of his life. And had to live in a quarantine. From a palace, oh. From a palace. I told you from the beginning, pride demotes. From the palace, he was quarantined. Not only from the palace. Even from coming to the temple. He could not come to the temple. He went from the pulpit and he left and he couldn't come to the temple. Again. The rest of his life. May the Lord help us. I said, may the Lord help us. A proud person, number seven, is usually boastful in their speech. Very boastful. Very boastful. Me, I can hire you and your family. Your entire family, I can hire you. I can hire you. I 
can hire all of you. Do you know where I live? Do you know where I live? Do you know the kind of car I drive? Do you know the restaurants I eat from? Do you know me? Who are you? Let me tell you who you are. You are a nobody who will be giving six feet down when you die. You are a nobody who will be kept in the same mock, the starkest illiterate, uh, illiterate uh, with your professorial degree. All of you will be lying about the same place. You are nobody. There is one place that we all see that we are all the same. In birth and in death. Do you see that? In birth and in death. We are all the same. When you were born, did, were you born into that Mercedes that has entered your head? Were you born into that place where you live and nobody with high walls and you think that nobody, including witches, cannot reach you there? Were you born? Nobody. The Bible said, naked we came into the world, naked we shall return. I close in the next few minutes. A proud person cannot stand rejection or failure. A proud person cannot stand rejection or failure. In the book of uh, Esther, chapter 3, verse 1 to 6, Haman was coming, and then he wanted everybody to stand for him. But Mordecai could not stand because his royalty was to the Most High God. Haman saw it. He said, hey, how come? Everybody is standing for me. You are sitting. He said, you, I will make sure you are gone. He didn't know he was ready to go. You know, before distraction, pride goes. So he said, I'm going to kill you. And if he had targeted only Mordecai, maybe he would have been spared. But he said, all your lineage, I'm going to make sure you are annihilated. God said, wait and see. Had gallows prepared. By the time he realized, he himself was hung on the gallows. Pride. They cannot stand failure. Some people who should go to uh, reset their exam and pass like three years ago have been in the same state for the past seven years because they cannot stand failure. You wrote and failed. Who has not written and failed before? Go back and write it. Go back and write it. Started a business that didn't work. And now you have become bitter. You don't want to start anything. Go back and start it. The Bible said the righteous man falleth seven times. Seven times he riseth up again. Am I communicating to somebody? Are some people, they fail exam. They say, no, me, ha, that is not my resource. I think it, the professor, I think he's a demonized professor. Listen, if he's demonized or not, he said you have failed. Go and write it again and stop debating him. Am I communicating to somebody? Number nine. Number nine. A proud person thinks very high of himself and very low of everybody else. They think very high of themselves. Everybody is nobody. High of themselves and low of everybody else. Number 10, a proud person does not learn from their mistakes or the mistakes of others. They don't. You know, Nebuchadnezzar's son was Belshazzar. Belshazzar, he saw, I'm sure Belshazzar was there when his father became uh, an animal. And he saw it. And he, he knew the reason why his father became an animal, because of pride. But when he came, he was also working in pride. You know what he did? The, the uh, glasses that were used in the temple of God. He brought it into the temple. He brought it to his palace and they were drinking from it. His concubines were drinking from it. When they finished, God said, hey, you, because you know all your father's mistakes. When you read Daniel, go, when you go home, read it. Daniel chapter one, verse, chapter five, verse one to eight. Read it. The account is there. He said, you knew everything about your father, but because you didn't learn from his mistakes, 
and you have also walked in pride, you shall be destroyed. You shall not be destroyed. Amen. I said you shall not be destroyed. Amen. When you go home, take time to read Daniel chapter 5, verse 1 to 8, and then from verse 17 to 31. I close with this. A proud person refuses to admit symptoms of pride in themselves, even after it has been revealed to them, through the mirror of God's word. Last week and today, I've revealed to you 20 signs of pride. If you cannot see any of them in you, then my assignment is over. I have truly been able to establish that you are very proud. <laughs> you are very, very proud. That's all. I've diagnosed you right. If you can't see yourself in any of the things I've said, your pride is there. I pray that as we leave from here today, the Spirit of God will through his word change our hearts. And empower us afresh to walk in humility every day of our lives. Bow down your heads and let's pray. Bow down our heads. Now pray and ask God to the any area where you think you have a difficulty. When you are rebuked, how do you feel? Or you don't know it because you have never been rebuked. Which one do you have a difficulty with? When your husband speaks, do you feel like giving him back to him in his own coin? Father, we thank you today. The heart of the king is in the hands of the Lord like rivers of water. You are the only person who can work with our heart and transform it. Have you been blessed today? Yes. Next week, we will conclude it. And next month, we will be asking ourselves some questions. Amen? Amen? Yeah. So we will conclude this next week. We'll be looking at how to save yourself from pride. How to live a life of humility. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Love is not proud. That's how we'll end it. Pastor Fuakwa has just placed in your hands the key for all-round victories success and limitless prosperity to get a copy of this message and other messages as well as books by pastor fuakwa please call 0540-122-670 or 0204-225-790 or email us at faithhousechapel at yahoo.com get interactive with pastor fuakwa on facebook and twitter you can also visit our website at www.faithhouse chapel.com for any other information. Fellowship with us this and every Sunday for our two English services. 6.30 a.m. First service. 8.45 a.m. Second service. And on Wednesdays for our Word Encounter service at 6 o'clock p.m. at our church auditorium on the top floor of Nana Ama Ejakuma Plaza opposite the Unity Oil Station. Santasi Roundabout. Kumasi, Ghana. God richly bless you. Oh, 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 oh.